This is Hustle and Pro with Kelly Walker. Join Kelly as she talks sports with players, coaches, organizers, and entrepreneurs from BWE League to Pro. Now here's your host, Kelly Walker. Welcome to Hustle and Pro. On today's episode, we're talking to Byron Bogar. He's the assistant general manager of the Texas Legends. We're going to learn about his sports background, but first we're going to jump in with some quick hits to get to know Byron. Welcome, Byron. Hey, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. So tell me, who is your favorite athlete of all time? Favorite of all time? Ooh, that's a toss-up. I would probably have to go with Jackie Robinson, and then a close second would be Michael Jordan. What about your favorite team of all time? Favorite team? I'm a homer, so in every sport I, I keep it local. So, mm-hmm. so baseball, the Rangers. Basketball, the Mavs, obviously. Uh, hanging in there with the Cowboys. We hear, I hear a lot of flack from that. <laughs> Uh, I represent the stars, everybody, SC Dallas, everybody I can, local, so okay. I don't, I don't veer away from that. Okay. What about, what's your favorite sport to play yourself? My favorite sport to play, it was tie growing up between baseball and basketball, uh, but I always uh, have a special part of, part of my heart will be with baseball, and then basketball is a close 1B on okay. that. Okay. Okay. What about when you watch sports? What's your go-to favorite sport to watch? Well, since I watch basketball so much <laughs> throughout the year, uh, I'm going to put that one on the side because okay. that's just a default one. That's work. And, uh, yeah, that's work. So uh, I still go. I go with football now because baseball does get a little long to watch. It's definitely uh, better to play than watch it. But I still hang in there and watch the Rangers, seeing what they're doing, overachieving this year, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, foot, but football mainly because fantasy and all that. Mm-hmm. Yep. You and I have similar watching. Yeah. <laughs> The ones I watch are always different than the ones I play, just because uh-huh. some of the ones I play and get to play, you know. Now, there's some odd ones that, that will catch my attention. Uh, archery will catch my attention. Oh, yeah. Curling every once oh, in a yeah. while, yeah. stuff like the that. Yeah, Olympics rolls yeah. around and everything. <laughs> so if I'm flipping through channels, sometimes if that's on, I'll stop, and stop off on one of those, and they can get quite an attorney. Sure. Okay, last quick hit question. What's the farthest distance you've ever traveled to play sports, watch sports, or work for sports? My fa- farthest distance probably was... Uh, Probably Las Vegas to watch sports. I've had a, uh, growing up, I played in a couple tournaments, mm-hmm. regional tournaments in baseball and basketball, uh, but that was just as far as like Louisiana or Oklahoma or something like that, New Mexico. But to watch sports was definitely Las Vegas every year we go out there for summer league. Okay, so tell me about you growing up. You mentioned baseball and, you know, the sports that you enjoy, but, mm-hmm. and you're a homer. So does that mean you grew up in the Dallas area? Yeah, I grew up in Garland, Texas. Garland. So that's about, 15, uh, 15 minutes away from Dallas, north north of Dallas. Okay, and so when were you one of those kids that just sort of started playing everything from the get-go? Well, I just started off with t-ball at mm-hmm. four and a half. Uh, so I didn't really start playing basketball until I was in fourth grade. So I played, but I played t-ball all the way from uh, four and a half, and then grew into baseball. Uh, and then I started basketball at, in the fourth grade, and then loved it when I when I played it. Played a little bit of football, mm-hmm. uh, but I was early on to decide that the hitting and all that. If yeah. they threw a ball up, I could intercept it. But as for the hitting, I was no bueno on the. So hit was that like middle hit. school football? That was middle school, and I let That's that all go. You did. Yeah, I let yeah. that one go. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're not if you're not fully into football, yeah. you don't go. You I love intercepting. High. I love like returning punts and that type of thing and running with the ball. But as soon as it was time to get hit or do the hitting. I opted out of that one. That's why baseball is a better <laughs> fit. How far into baseball did you, how long did you play baseball? So I played from four to about 19 my first year in college, and then I just decided, oh. uh, I, did, I did a transfer and just decided that I kind of burned out a, a rough term, but I just knew that uh, I wanted to be in the front office mm-hmm. of, of an organization one day. Uh, so I just decided uh, it would be best for me just to kind of focus on that 
pursuing my front office career, and I knew it would come down between one to pursue a front office career in baseball or basketball, mm -hmm. and then that's where basketball kind of led me on. Okay, well, that. it's like you almost you knew my next question. What's about you going to college for sports management, right? So, so tell us about where you were and um, how that played out. I mean, did you already know before you got there that sports management was going to be mm -hmm. your focus? Well, I started off as a kid, like wanting to be a fireman. I just thought it was cool putting out fires. And then as I get older, I was like, is they really running into burning buildings? <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of swayed me away from wanting to be a fireman. Uh, secondary was sports, so I was always kind of curious. I know growing up, people just think you can only play sports, but uh, I kind of noticed that you could do a lot of different things outside of just playing sports. So that's when I would probably say in, in high school, I started kind of being curious of how teams are, are really structured. Uh, I remember seeing the Chicago Bulls. I knew everybody just knew they had Michael Jordan, and that was it. But the the GM or assistant, and assistant GM of the Bulls, they had to put the rest of the team together. So mm -hmm. I was always curious about those kind of role players or other guys that they call them in sports that yeah. still have a role to play. I remember uh, Steve Kerr hitting a jump shot in the finals with Michael Jordan passing it to him. This day, that may be the star, just shooting a shot. But I knew you had to have a full team. You can't just have one person and right. then, hey, give you the ball and you're going to go score every point. I just knew that was just unrealistic. So that's where And where were you in college? Uh, I started off at Southern University okay. in Baton Rouge. That's where you played baseball yes, the first year? Yeah, just played a year. Uh, was on the low, low, low totem hole, so nothing, nothing crazy or anything like that. And then I, I transferred uh, to back home for junior college just to get my, get my grades to transfer to another four year. And I finished up at Midwestern State University uh, here in Wichita Falls. Okay. So when you, how did you get to the Legends from, you came, came right away to mm -hmm. the Legends, right, as mm -hmm. an intern? Yeah, the very first season, a game day operations intern. Uh, so I started probably about December of that first season with Nancy Lieberman as a coach. And oh, you're talking first season. Very first season. Your first season or Legends first season? The Legends first okay. season. It was All both right. of them. So I came in uh, in December of that year as an unpaid in game day operations intern. And if anybody's come to a Legends game, that's the kids that are working in the inflatables, working over there in the generous George zone, uh, doing those types of things. So I, I did have a lot of moments like, what am I doing? Over Parents here, and are <laughs> grateful exactly. for you guys because that's what allows gets, some of them to rough. have a minute. Yeah, it definitely gets rough. Yeah. And then uh, transitioning from that first year, uh, I got a chance to work Nancy Lieberman's basketball camp. So that kind of kept my face around. And that's why I'm always grateful for her. Uh, and I always plug her in any, any success of my, mm -hmm. in my career because that's kind of where it started by just being able to plug into her camps. And that gave me a chance to, to network with the legends and kind of start my start my ladder ladder uh, building from yeah. there. Yeah, and that ladder is, so ten, you're going on 10 years then, or Yeah, like, 10 actually. years, but they'll, they'll call it probably about eight and a half okay. uh, official. I mean, those are unpaid. Yeah, it was a good, it was smooth oh, two gotcha. years of unpaid. So anybody getting in the, in the sports industry, you gotta have that sacrifice. But luckily, uh, uh, I had some money to be able to do that uh, for those two years and sacrifice the two years of getting paid. Well, that stuff, uh, it's part of the ladder, though. <laughs> it is, it definitely you is. Gotta, you, you need it, those. It definitely keeps me humble at times. Yeah, I bet so. Um, gosh, when you started as an intern, then you probably had no idea this would be your... None at all. You, you've never gone anywhere else. I knew I wanted to uh, work in sports. I was dead set on that. I knew I wanted to work in the front office of sports, and I knew I really had something that I could bring to the table outside of working on bounce houses and, mm -hmm. and helping with setup and that type of thing. Uh, so I just, I just stayed true to myself and just, just grinded it out. I saw people start falling off because they, they recognized uh, that it's going to be a little bit tougher than they may anticipated it being. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I just uh, uh, 
tightened up my boots and got to work, and then I mean, here we are today. There's a lot of turnover, right? Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people want to work in sports. Mm -hmm. It sounds like the, the dream job. Mm -hmm. But in reality, when you get there, especially starting where you have to start mm -hmm. usually, like you're talking about, um, a lot of people can experience mm -hmm. burnout or oftentimes you got to sell a lot for a while mm -hmm. or just work. The, the hours can be grueling, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I luckily didn't have to be in the sales, but we all, all of us, Malcolm likes to say we're all, we're all selling, which is, yeah. which is pretty much true. Anytime I'm outside uh, with a legend shirt on and have brief conversations with the legends about who we are, that type of thing, that's a term of selling. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a lot of turnover, especially from year one to now. Uh, but it's all, uh, for what I have noticed, the people that do stick around are the ones that are really willing to embrace that. A lot of people, uh, I, we get hundreds of emails each year of people wanting to work in sports, and I don't think a lot of them really know what it's going to take to get to where they want to go, because it's not going to be, hey, I'm in here and you're assistant general manager tomorrow. Right. <laughs> it's not right. Just, that's not yeah. going to happen. Get in anyway. line, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you were an intern, and mm -hmm. then, game day intern, mm -hmm. um, director of player programs. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? So all of the stuff kind of off the court that the team does uh, with, with organizing, help coordinate their, their visits. Uh, uh, Brittany Wynn, our, our media relations, she does a good job booking the events, but then kind of have, have to steer the players to, yeah. <laughs> to the Just events. The logistics so of I was kind of that middleman to getting, getting those programs and then implementing any league programs. A lot of different NBA programs that come down that they want to encourage the guys to get into. Like each year we do a... Um, uh, the league comes and they do a little brief seminar, about a two-hour seminar with the players. And it's just simple things about how to take care of money. Uh, now they've added social media, uh, trying to stay really? out of trouble. Like the things to look out for so to kind of keep them out of trouble. That's they great. have a lot of stuff. Well, they, I mean, they, they need it. I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's a, probably a culture shock yep, to definitely. all the things that they're up against. Definitely. So they come and do that. They do it twice a year. They do it once in showcase, and then they do it uh, before, uh, in between a, a home game mm -hmm. for all the teams. Uh, and that's been really beneficial to the guys. So I kind of, I'm just kind of that bridge to help that at that time. Yeah, mm -hmm. like a liaison yep. between staff and yep. players. Yep, exactly. That's right. probably fun. It was fun, but I always, <laughs> once again, I always yeah. do. So then, what was the next up. step? Is that now? Uh, the next step uh, was director of basketball operations. So that's when when I really really got my first taste of get being able to like help out with scouting. Uh, still in with the team, anything the team needs, setting up their apartments. Uh, all of that, like I said, that's a lot of things that people really don't see behind the scenes. Yeah. scenes. The guys who not come in here and they buy them a house, they don't make money like that in the G League. So we provide all their housing, and then you need somebody to set up all that housing. That's cool, uh, transition-wise, mm -hmm, because even if they did, they're so young. Mm -hmm. You know, most people mm -hmm. don't start job on day one and go buy a exactly. awesome house or anything. Exactly. And most people don't have somebody to help them transition exactly. into the apartment and exactly. figure all that out. So and that's great. And we've had a couple of times where we had players with families to come in. Mm -hmm. So we kind of coordinate them differently. That They'll have a little special apartment. But yeah. as soon as the guy gets cut, where you still have somebody has to clean that apartment because when I get a new apartment, somebody else is coming right into that apartment. Yeah. And all the way throughout the setup, people... When we're moving around, we forget like you need like a, a bath mat outside the, the bathtub. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying to step on. So we're we're making sure that they're not going to deal with that because most likely a player is not going to go and do that themselves. They're not and making then, their, <laughs> exactly. their target friends. So yeah, people dishes and stuff like that, making sure everything's set up uh, in the house. We don't reuse comforters and all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was I was told that was frowned upon a little bit. So we we get fresh comforters well, for new players coming in. That type make of thing. Make them comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> 
Very good. So then as assistant GM, now how long have you been in this role? I've been assistant GM. This is going to be going on my fourth year as assistant Okay, General so that Manager. you are settled in. Mm -hmm. What is, uh, what are kind of your, your main responsibilities right now then? Main responsibilities with the legends, they kind of don't, they kind of don't change. I don't get to just focus on basketball because I always have other elements. Uh, basketball is a big part, helping out, helping out our general manager, Malcolm Farmer, and, and helping out with the Mavs every once in a while. Uh, but def definitely summer camps are, are one of my big things. They kind of take away my whole summer. We mm -hmm. have five sessions, uh, so just coordinate those, letting kids have a good time. Uh, and then I also help out with um, uh, overseeing our game day. So I'm not over the game day interns, but um, the overseer, if any kind of problem comes up with them, uh, that happens. But in the summertime, it's basketball and mainly summer camps for me. I wrote an article like a day in the life of the broadcast team, or mm -hmm. Kyle and his crew, mm -hmm. like kind of behind the scenes of mm -hmm. Legends game day. Mm -hmm. Not from like a player perspective, yeah. but the, the yeah. broadcast kind yeah. of perspective. And you were in there, yeah. picture of you. So what does your during game experience look like? So during the game, I'm the MC. So that's on the court, energizing the crowd. Uh, I've been doing that for, I think this is going to be my third or third or fourth year. I, I kind of get confused how many years I've been on that. You're like the energy guy. Yeah, I have to have the energy at a G League game. I go to an NBA game and they're more about the basketball and the stars on the court. But as, as you know about our games, it's all about entertaining the people that we want to come back and maybe challenge when we have a game going up against some of these other pro teams. Hey, come to a Legends game rather than going somewhere else. That's real big on us. So, yeah, keeping the energy upbeat. Uh, every once in a while I get in trouble for talking a little bit on the mic or yelling a little <laughs> long than we're supposed to when a opposing team shooting a free throw, but they'll get over that. So, so uh, do you do every home game or do you get, does somebody relieve you some parts of the season? Every home game. I mean, uh, a couple years ago, it was just, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, a couple of years ago, it was just just me and then I had Lorena. Lorena was on the mic, my co-host last year, but she's leaving, so I don't know where I'll be <laughs> this year. But yes, every home game, 24 home games, it's really not as bad as it, it would seem because it kind of makes my day fly by a lot, lot uh, quicker than it did back when I was an intern, putting up bounce houses and stuff like that, just setting them up. That's always that's always a pain sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it helps the day go by a little bit quicker. And the more so you yeah, do every, it, the more comfortable you exactly, are. Now, exactly. By now, you're just. And I've never had a problem up. with being in front of people or talking in front of people or that type of thing. That is great. You do a good job of it. Appreciate I've seen it. you many a times Appreciate out there. It. You're running the, the contests, <laughs> yeah. the games, and the, the, you know, I don't know, during time yeah, out activities, all of that. right? Yep, yep, it flies by. And you though. have to work in sponsors. Mm -hmm. You have to, you have a, you do have a lot on your mm -hmm. checklist. And then that's what you learned. That's what you learned back then. I got an earpiece and Kyle's in my ear. So I could be talking to the fans and I got him telling me what's coming up next and all that. But he does a really good job of, of overseeing it all and helping us out. Okay, my next question you might have already answered, but let's let's talk about it a little more. So you worked with with people like Spud Webb mm -hmm. and Del Harris, um, endless number of players mm -hmm. that we all probably know <laughs> several of their names now. I was going to ask you who, when you look at it over this nine ten years, who's made the biggest impact on you? Um, you mentioned Nancy at mm -hmm. the beginning, so I don't know. You could you yeah. can talk more about Nancy, or if there's others too. Yeah, uh, definitely starting off it was Nancy. Uh, I owe a lot of where I'm at today to her. Just that that. That one little summer that I was able to work uh, her basketball camp kind of kept me connected because I just finished up that game day uh, operations role. I was looking for what, what else is out there, how to get, how can I really grow? Because I didn't think, if you would have told me back then that I'd be the assistant general manager nine years later or eight years later, whatever it was, I would have been totally lying. I would have to find another avenue. But, but really staying connected that, that following summer uh, after that first season, I got a lot to uh, owe to her. Uh, so that, that's been, just seeing how she operated back then, 
uh, being the first female coach in in uh, to coach men, uh, and just seeing how she carried herself, I, I kind of took took stuff like that. She was very professional. Uh, she cared about everybody. I've never seen her uh, uh, shun anybody away an autograph or a picture or anything like that. So so that really made an impression on me. Uh, getting to work with Spud Webb has been fun too. We we talk basketball a lot. <laughs> Hit the cigars every once in a while. <laughs> so we talk basketball a lot, and then just the same with Dale Harris. Just learning from Dale Harris. Uh, and Donnie Nelson and those type of guys. That's over. Uh, all, I over okay, I should have put Donnie in my <laughs> yeah. list. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, getting a, getting an eavesdrop on any kind of meetings or anything is, is always a plus and a bonus because uh, that's over 40 years of basketball experience and knowledge that I hope to implement and and give me a nice little 40 year old 40 year career in the game. Is so. Donnie um, as high energy as he is around? me all the time, like the events that I go yeah. to with him, he is always on, right? Yeah. He's always yes. laughing yeah. and making everybody laugh. Yeah, I've never seen him tired, so okay. yeah, he's the exact same. He's uh, a chip off the old block. Always, too. always. He, he has energy for days. He's always moving. I don't think, it's really hard to get, I don't know how his family does it, but it's really hard from what I noticed to get him in a still position. But any anytime you can get in the conversation, uh, it's just icing on the cake to just learn and, and soak up that knowledge and hope to apply it uh, one day when I'm a general manager of a team. Do you get exposure to Mark Cuban much? Uh, not really. We have seen him a, a handful of times. We see him uh, when we go down to maybe one of their mini camp workouts or summer sure. league workouts. We see him every once in a while. We we sat across from each other at a couple of games in summer league this year, but we really don't. I don't really get to interact with him as much as a Donnie or, or something like that or some of the lower guys in yeah. the Mavericks. What about player wise? Do you, uh, I mean, obviously over the years you've, mm -hmm. when you were involved in player mm -hmm. programs, um, you were close with the players. Mm -hmm. Do you get to stay close with the players? Like, yeah. like some that, you know, mid-season, I think of Jamil who yeah. left this season, left the Legends yeah. mid-season. Do you get to keep the relationships that you built? There's some you keep relationships with, and then there's some that, that you still keep their number, and you still keep their contact uh, info, but then there's also some like a Keith Hornsby that you still see around. Uh, we, still, we see Dwight Powell every once in a while. He still remembers everybody that was here uh, during his time during the Legends, uh, Quinty, Quinty AC, Melvin Eli. So there's some guys that you do keep contact with, but then they, uh, the life of a basketball player, they can be everywhere at any time. Yeah. So and, and even like some of the lower tr local trial guys you still – stay in contact with, but uh, it's hard to keep up with every player because we do have a lot of turnover in the basketball. Do you see them so. like at Summer League stuff you were just at in mm -hmm. Vegas? You mm -hmm. get to kind of see old faces that are yep. that have moved on, right? Yep. Summer League kind of that I'm noticing in the, the years is kind of like a family reunion to where you kind of meet up, see yeah. old faces. Uh, so, yeah, we see, I saw Dwight Powell at Summer League this year. Uh, a couple of other players we had on our team uh, had on our team that were playing in summer league, but most of the time when they're playing in summer league, they're either having a game or or that practice. I go to some practices out there, but not a lot. Uh, so we see them coming up, and then every every once in a while, walking the strip in the daytime, <laughs> we'll catch we'll catch them. See some some mm -hmm. faces. Yep. So what about right now? Um, there's a lot of activity going on in the NBA mm -hmm. with these big trades mm -hmm. and duos yep. partnering yep. up for all these teams. Well, yeah, alerts are going off at all. Yeah. You can get an alert in the, in the middle of the night. Because we were, we were actually uh, on the plane when we got the news of uh, Russell Westbrook going to the Rockets. And he's one of my favorite ah. current players okay. uh, right now. I think he gets a short end of the stick a lot sometimes in the media and that type of thing. Uh, but just it's a, it's a fun time because... I really want. I'm really not a fan of the team, and I would rather prefer like the old school, the Jordan days, and all that, because uh, I could never imagine Magic Johnson going to play with 
with Michael Jordan or Larry Bird going to play with Magic Johnson or even Reggie Miller. Like people sleep on players like that that really just, they wanted to beat the player. They don't want to go team up with the player. Mm -hmm. So I can respect that to a certain extent, but in this day and age, you, you kind of have to. Uh, so I think different. LeBron kind of started that back in the Miami Heat days. So yeah, you have to have somebody directing else. Directing traffic. Yeah, it's really hard to do it by yourself uh, without another star. I see Kawhi did it, but that, that goes back to he had a, a nice, solid, solid team with him to do it this year with the Raptors. So it's a fun time in the NBA, and it keeps NBA's name going throughout the summer. I know football oh. season's right around the oh, corner. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I think it'll die down a little bit when football starts, but it's good to, to have the NBA lasting this long after the season's going and it's breaking news every every day almost. Yeah, a lot of activity. <laughs> and then our, our Mavs, so our duo, KP mm -hmm. and Luca, mm -hmm. they're young, but... It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Like, they're definitely going to be fun to watch this year. They're in the West, so that West is always hard to, to navigate through. But I can see them making some noise this year, and at the top of their game, I think uh, they can compete with anybody. And that's really all you can ask for at the NBA level, especially coming out of the Western Conference. It's just a chance to put yourself in a position to compete with those big super teams or yeah. whatever they call it. But, yeah, so, we've got to duo ourselves. So let's hope they make noise this mm -hmm. year, but mm -hmm. and the year after that, and the yeah. year after that, and the year yeah. after that. And if they stay put. Yeah, and we get to help develop yeah. their young players. That's always our want, goal. We don't want those guys <laughs> to be the ones dictating exactly. that they're going to go somewhere else exactly with keep them happy while you can keep them here <laughs> and i hope that i hope that they uh i think that they saw that in dirk and that's mm -hmm. part of why they're here anyway mm -hmm. oh yeah we'll all miss dirk yeah uh, but i think he had a a good good part of helping get them get these guys here uh but but and he's gonna always be around Dirk's Show not gonna go anywhere yeah <laughs> i know i hope not so you mentioned keith hornsby a while ago is he not a legend anymore well, he's still a legend. Oh, okay, uh, it, okay. You worried me when yeah. you said that. It's just weird. The way the G League works is uh, we, we'll always have returning players uh, coming back. But kind of when the season ends, that's kind of their opportunity to to network themselves and try to get the job. Like he was in summer league with the Blazers this year to try to get an NBA. Their number one goal and our number one goal for them is get them into an NBA training camp. Okay. And so that can help lead get them to an NBA training camp. But yeah, he said we okay. still have his well, rights so you said when he comes that, to like, the G League. Like when you were listing the other former players, yeah, and I'm thinking, true. wait a second. <laughs> Sorry but, for that so confusion. In the, but you're, it's kind of like the time of shuffling, and yes. then he has, yeah. he, it's not an automatic roster yeah. spot. You There are return there are certain mm -hmm. amount of spots on the yep. roster for returning we players. We can protect up a certain amount of players right. each year. Uh, okay. he, he, so we definitely have his rights. He's not gone. He wasn't cut or anything like that. But it's just kind of a refresher. Every, every year in the G League is just so weird. We, we'll never have it really to where, oh, yeah, that person's set coming back. We just never know because they get a lot of opportunities to go overseas and that type of thing. Uh, so, yeah, he's, he's still he's still on the right. If he comes back, he's, he's on the roster. That, okay. But that's his decision. It's all their decision if they want to sign back into the G League or if they want to go overseas or, and pursue, or pursue other opportunities. Sure, yeah. Well, I hope he comes back. He's one of our He's favorites. definitely a fan favorite. Yeah. Good deal. Well, we will see the legends. So, season is October. When does the actual game season start? Season starts in November. November, yeah. okay. Uh, October, we start yeah. knowing draft yeah, situation you'll definitely and roster know that. situation. Yep, you'll definitely know that. Uh, the draft's normally been that Halloween, run at Halloween time. So, yeah, you know that. You'll kind of get an eye of these younger players that you're seeing it sign with the Mavericks. Those are going to be a good chance that they'll, you'll see them in Frisco this year. Uh, possible, there's possible that you see their draft pick, or there will be, come down every once in a while, hopefully. Uh, and then any other players that they need to help develop, it's, it's, we're really in a good state with them because we're only about 15, 20 minutes away. Some teams are a lot farther from their G League team, so it's always fun for them to sign us players and trust trust their players to us for a little bit, and it's all it's all one big happy family. Yeah, and that was that. a great year this past season mm -hmm. with 
Costas and Daryl. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, hope they're back. I mean, I hope they yeah. get their chance, obviously. Yeah, definitely. In the best places for them to be in definitely. NBA, but I liked watching them play. Definitely. So. <laughs> I'm anxious to see who's the two-way players this next season and yeah. everybody else. Get yeah. out there and watch them. Yeah, well, we'll find all that out here soon. <laughs> Very good. Well, cool. Well, thank you for talking to us. And no problem. Go Legends. All right. Thank you.